What's up, people? I am so excited to tell you about NordVPN, okay? Because I travel all the time, whether it's on a cruise ship, another country, a military base. And now sometimes I can't watch the UFC because where I'm at doesn't have it. Well, now I can because NordVPN makes it so that I can watch the UFC from different territories via streaming. It lets you change your computer's location to come from anywhere in the world. How cool is that? You might be wondering, what's a VPN? Okay, I know I was. VPN stands for Virtual Private Network. And it's a service that protects your internet connection and privacy online. It uses it, it creates an encrypted tunnel for your data. It protects your online identity by hiding your IP address. It allows you to use public Wi-Fi hotspots safely. Yes, so no one will track you or hack you, yada, yada. No one likes to be watched or tracked. I don't. Even if you have nothing to hide, still, we want our privacy, which is why it's important to step up your privacy game. Whether you're browsing through a VPN, when you are doing that, okay, your traffic is encrypted so that no one can see what you're doing online, all right? I know a lot of our listeners like to, you know, be private. I've met some of you guys, and I can understand why. Here are a few reasons why you need a VPN, okay? Use public Wi-Fi regularly. You want to access your content. You want to stay safer online. And you're an avid gamer. So you get your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash roasted. You can get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan, plus four months for free. That's the best deal ever, right? It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. I am so pumped because now I can watch the fights from wherever I am. Because so many times I'm like trying to watch the fights and I'm like, it's the most frustrating thing ever. Well, now my life is going to change thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN, check it out. Highly recommend. You'll be thanking me later. Let me bang you, I do let you bang. Let me bang you, Jamie, man. Let you bang. Let you bang. Let you bang. Greetings, Marys and Virgins. Go for Jesus. No for Jesus, people. I'm not surprised, Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. Me, Adam Hunter. I'm sick today. 101 fever. Uh, oh, shit. Did you catch a flu? Yeah, for my kid. She was sick all last oh. week. And uh, so I was home with her, you know, cuddling, cuddling, you know. And I'm like, I, I get so cocky with my, my like, I'm, I never got COVID. And I'm like, dude, I, you know, I, I used to bang porn stars. Like, I'm, I'm fine. My, my body is... <laughs> Your body has seen all of the possible yeah, infections. Nothing can touch yeah. me. I'm like, nothing can touch me. I'm fine. And then finally, I was like, last night, I'm like, oh, it's just it's just the cats. It's just, it's just allergies, the cats. The cats. Mm, just and making then, excuses. And then, I, and then I wake up to my wife, put like, the thermometer. It's like 101. And I'm like, oh. Jeez. But uh, it's all right, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, Cowboys had a big weekend. I had great shows. You know, my fantasy football teams all won. UFC had real fights. Uh, <laughs> I, I there was a lot of good stuff. There was some trash. I mean, it is Halloween. Trash is uh, is in for Halloween, I guess. 
You know, yeah. we had a spooktacular of a fake fight. With All right, Jake we gotta talk Paul about that. And- I, I guess I guess we'll get we'll, we'll get right into that. Okay. No, I, did McCorkle watch it? Should we wait? You will wait for McCorkle. Yeah, okay. We'll okay. wait for McCorkle. So, so first, first of all, uh, I had great shows. It's the Dirty at twelve thirty. So great, probably, always probably fun. the best show in the history of shows. I mean, the the best crowds, the most loving crowds ever. At twelve thirty at night in Vegas, they come out. Yeah. Uh, so, so I did that, and then I then I'm like, I had a show in Baker. I figured Bakerfield was on on the way back. I'm like, Bakerfield's on the way back from Vegas. I'll just drive back. It's not. For some reason, no, not at all. And in fact, geographically, it's fucking horrible to try and get across to it. Right. So I drive back to Bakersfield, do a show, still a good show. And then last night, I got this girl, Cat C. You know, Cat, she's like this like hot Asian girl, model who does comedy. Uh, and and she's just like one of these girls. So she called me up like two years ago. Uh, when am I ready for an agent? I'm like, well, how much time do you have? Uh, five minutes. I'm like, okay, let's let's talk. Uh, you need at least, you know, one of those. So like, but she's very sweet. You know, I just had to tell her like, you need 45. People do 45 minutes. So one of those things, right? So she's like, hey, will you do a benefit show at the Bourbon uh, Bourbon Club or something? So I'm like, uh, Bourbon Room in Hollywood. Who's the benefit for? Oh, it's a politician. It's a fundraiser. Okay, uh, how much? Oh, let me check. And then, of course, she goes back to the number. She's I'm like, okay, so who's the politician? Uh, what are his politics? I, I don't know. <laughs> so, like, he's a gay it's Korean. not good. That's he's a not gay good. Korean. Gay Korean guy, right? So, of course, I get there. There's eight. <laughs> oh, well, why didn't you say that first? Then the answer is automatically yes. I mean, yeah, yeah, of course people. I get there. There's eight people there, right? Like like <laughs> five of which are comics. Uh, and and I, I was like, this benefit show needs a benefit show. Like, that's what I opened with. And then I go, I go, who is this even for? I go, is the guy even here? Like, no. I'm like, well, he's not going to win. I'm like, I heard trash. I go, how is he going to win? He couldn't show his own benefit. They're like, oh, he's not allowed to come to this benefit shows. I go, there's eight people here. I think he'll be all right. <laughs> Like no one will never will find out. So I spent like five minutes just trashing the show, uh, and to the point where I couldn't even follow my that like with my jokes. <laughs> the trashing it was too good. It was too good. It was too good. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was crazy. Um, I guess I I know Sean didn't didn't watch the UFC fights, so we might as well talk about those. All right, sounds good. Um, so Arnold Allen. Uh, first of all, Arnold Allen is great, but. This is where I think the UFC should be more like the WWE, where they, if a guy is too nice and isn't going to shit talk, unless he's GSP, where he's like the only guy from Canada. I know this there was Patrick Cote and a couple other guys, but GSP was the guy. You need a manager. You need someone like a Greg Wilson to go in there and just start shit talking everyone for him. Yeah. Because his whole thing of like, yeah, granted, he won a fight because the guy's knee blew out, but. Like, I don't care who they fight in front of me. And I just, I'm happy to be here. And I'm, ha- you know, life is good. That no one's getting excited by that. Like, you need somebody to go in there, like a Bobby Heenan or, uh, you know, one of those guys back in the day, J- Jimmy the Mouth Hart, right? Wouldn't that be great if a guy, like, let, let him, that, that was the thing about Brock Lesnar. He's not good at talking. So they had the other guy in WWE, forgot the uh, Paul Heyman was his manager. Like the, that's where actually I, I think it should be more like, uh, but I don't understand Calvin Qatar because his, his, his like leg blows out, his leg's gone, ACL, and, and you know props to the guy for trying, but then he goes in there and throws a flying knee, 
<laughs> starts the second round. <laughs> like, if your leg is gone completely, why would you then, like, I mean, talk about a Hail Mary. Uh, maybe he thought that he wouldn't expect it because my leg is gone. I mean, maybe that-, that seems right. Yeah, he's going to attack it, so attack him with it. But what do you think is going to happen when you land on your leg? <laughs> it was, it was, it, listen, no, it, it made zero sense. Everyone, first of all, okay, it, it was funny. The points you made are obviously very valid. Arnold Allen even said in his little pre-video, he's like, people don't talk about me a lot because I don't talk a lot. Or he said, I don't talk a lot, which is why I'm not talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. So he knows this. Yeah. He knows that that's the problem. He's number six. In the ranking, that's now going to go up. He'll probably go up at least to five to Cater's spot, at least, yeah. if not higher. So, I mean, you know, and to be in a relative unknown quantity that high up is is pretty shocking, and it is because of those factors. Number two, it's very tragic that for some reason we need, you know, and this is the kind of thing, like, once the gate is open, then, it, then you know, things have changed. And, you know, this happened with McGregor. McGregor changed it by making it all mouth, and now if you're not a mouth... You know, then nobody cares. And it's like, what about the fact that he's a fucking great fighter? I I bet on him to win anyway. I thought he yeah. was going to win anyway. And then for him to win in that fashion, I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Still right. Um, and, and, and it only matters if, like, you're from a country that, like, where there's no one, like, you're the only guy. If you're the only guy from Sweden or you're the only guy from, yeah, then you can have the whole country. But Arnold Allen, England's got a bunch of guys, you know. And it doesn't help that he also has a boring ass name like Arnold Allen. I mean, it just it sounds like he's your not fry. Your mustache really? is a thing of beauty right now. It's like it, an upside down smiley face. Uh, oh, look at that! Look at that handsome guy. There he is. I don't even yeah, know yeah. what to think about. Did somebody like did, who 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 did that? You did that yourself, or somebody did that for you? No, my girlfriend Lisa did that for me. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, she likes them mustache rides. Yeah. Is that what you're yeah, really with you sitting on your face? It looks like you're smiling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> From every direction. Yeah, she feels <laughs> like he's smiling too. Nah. Oh my god, that is the coolest thing. Now, Don Fry was a guy you didn't talk very much, but the way you fought, like there was just like I mean, you were never really a shit talker, were you? Oh, I was against Shamrock, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was kind of a real dickhead against Ken, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but was that because you just didn't like him personally, or you just wanted to hype the fight? Um, I wanted to, well, both, you know. I wanted to hype the fight because I wanted to fight him, you know, because he was getting so much. Um, oh, man, I lost. God dang it. He was getting so much attention, you know. And it hurt my hurt my little ego. <laughs> so like was it the, like the nickname the world's most dangerous man? But you were like, I'm the most dangerous man. This is some bullshit. Yeah, well, yeah, that you know, and then like I said, all all the promotion. Yeah, I mean, he earned it. He earned it for you know. So, but it just hurt my my little feelings that I didn't I didn't have it. Now there was a debate. <laughs> Whether a prime Ken Shamrock would beat a prime Brock Lesnar, what's your mm-hmm. thoughts? Oh man, fuck! You know that's 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 a close call because Ken was the strongest person I ever ever you know fought, you know ever wrestled, and uh, hell, he's completely powerful. I think I think it would have. I think he'd have won. 
I think Ken won one, yeah. He was stronger He's than slick. Coleman? Stronger than Coleman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, so we're talking yeah, about a fight that a fight that happened over the weekend. Did you, did you watch the UFC fights? No. No. Okay, no. so there was a fight <laughs> where the main event, the guy blew out his ACL like, quickly, like, and kept fighting, right? But you you knew that it was only a matter of time. Either they stopped the fight. So they start the second round, and the guy goes for a flying knee, uh, and then his leg's just totally gone. Like, it's over. Like, he, he, yeah. he goes – the guy moves out of the way. He goes into the cage, and he's lying there, and the fight – which I'm like, if you don't have a leg, <laughs> why would you then go for the flying knee? Yeah. Um, like, I would think that'd be the one move you didn't go for, but maybe he tried to surprise him or he just said, fuck it, I just got to go, you know? Yeah, one last, one last giant leap for mankind, you know? <laughs> yeah, he was. He was like, I got to take, he's, I don't think he thought, you know, he's going to attack it, so I'll attack him with it, yeah. you know, and see if I can get off a big one. And there was another fight where, uh, this guy, yeah. Waldo Cortez Acosta. So the guy was a major league, a minor league baseball player, and he threw like a ninety-eight mile an hour fastball. Right, and he's only had five fights, but every single punch he threw was like he threw like he was throwing a baseball, which was impressive. But the other guy just kept kicking his leg, so it was a matter of like, is he gonna land or is the? It was like a video game where each person knew one move, uh, <laughs> and. They gave it to the baseball player, but it almost went. To, they gave it thirty twenty seven, but it was that was a very strange fight. Greg, what do you think of that fight? Uh, I don't. You know what? I'm trying to think. If I, it was I the heavyweights. The heavyweights. One. I know the heavyweights. And I'm trying to think of what I thought of it, and I don't know if I saw that one. It was I may Jared, have that Jared one. Vendetta or something. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, something happened that I missed that fight. So it's crazy really... because that guy's coach is a buddy of mine in Arizona, and he's like, "You got to see this guy. He throws a fucking." All his punches like a baseball player and just knocks fuckers out, like which was great until they realize that's what you're trying to do. Like once people realize that that's your thing, it's like uh, yeah, yeah. You have the overhead right, you know, so you just gonna step step aside, yeah. <laughs> like being on being on a train track, like, yeah. Get, get right. off the fucking you know step one way or the other, you know. Yeah, he's gotta learn some more moves. Once the guy learns a couple more moves, I think he'll be dangerous. But uh, I mean, what that's what it is with heavyweights, though. With heavyweights, it's just like you know, let them go at it. Like they're never. It's rare to get a well-rounded heavyweight right off the bat. It, well, it's funny because I remember one time I was watching a boxing match, and they're like, "What happened to all the good American heavyweights?" And the the commentator, I think it was Jim Lampley, he goes, "Well, they're playing football, and they're playing yeah. baseball, and that's you know." Yeah, that's I mean, why Cyril Gaon moved up so fa so fast. Because he was an actual well-rounded heavyweight. He was a very rare thing to have. And he just came in and had enough game to sweep through guys. So uh, Max Griffin just beat Tim Means. I kind of knew that was going to happen. Uh, no offense to Tim Means. I just thought that Max is just right now a little younger. And Tim's had a little long in the tooth, as they call yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, I thought Alofsky that one was... got fucking killed. Don. Wait a minute, but this split decision, the split decision was hilarious. Come oh, yeah. on. I mean, what one guy had all three. I thought Tim maybe won one round, but the fact that he actually won one card, I was like, what? And yeah. even even Tim was like, okay. Like, he knew he had lost it. Max knew he'd won. Like, and then the other he would the other guy had him winning all three rounds for Max Griffin. And I'm like, yeah, if it was it was either three rounds or two to one, there was no who the fuck was giving means? Well, you know, two to one was strange, and even he seemed a little surprised. You're absolutely right. Uh, so Arlovsky had won like six in a row, 
Oh, that um, was tough, tough to watch. But he fought this guy that had about 25 pounds on him, Don. Um, yeah. He got a, a Brazilian guy who just beat him up. Just um, beat the shit out of him. And he took him down, and he threw in a rear naked choke and didn't even have it locked. He had one one arm, and he tapped right away <laughs> to a, a one-arm rear naked choke. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's 43, 44. I mean, he's a... He's a but uh, have you he's ever? Forty three, but he looked fifty three in this uh, match. Now, have, have you ever tap what? in your life? Yeah, I did. Yeah. How many times? Uh, I think just once. I think once out of how I many just, fights? Oh, thirty. I just you know because I wasn't. Uh, I didn't get paid. You know, I didn't get paid to get hurt. You know, so I was like, "Fuck you," you know. Yeah, you know, fuck. So yeah. I just, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, you, you put the effort, or I did. I, I would, you know, I, I would give them, give them what they paid for, you know. And if they didn't fucking pay me. Fuck it, you know. I'm not so gonna it wasn't hurt. about you being hurt. It was you just like I'm out of here. No, I was hurt, or I was about to get hurt, because my, it was, it was when my back was so fucking bad, I warmed up too much. In the in the locker room, and then when we went knocked out, um, waiting to wa- waiting to walk into the cage, um, or the ring, um, it, it was cold in the arena, and so my back got cold all of a sudden, and it just it seized up, and um, when I got I when I got taken down, I couldn't move my legs, my legs wouldn't move at all. So, oh, this, was, so this was this was like past. This is later, much later, Don Fry. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like in your prime, you would never tap, huh? No, no. Like, would you rather go to sleep, break your arm, break your leg? You just. I'd rather go to sleep. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like when Ken Shamrock broke your leg, right? Pretty much broke your ankle. Yeah, both ankles. Yeah. So he broke both ankles during the fight. Did you even think about tapping? No, hell no, hell no, because the gentleman. The adrenaline was going so strong, you know, and like, <laughs> and I had talked so much shit, you know. There's yeah. no way, there's no way I was going to give him the satisfaction, you know. How do you teach? How do you teach that, man? Like, how do you teach somebody? Can, can, that can be, you teach that? Can you teach that? You think? I don't think so. I think it was like telling the joke. It's timing, you know. You you can't teach timing. You can give them the fucking perfect joke. But if they can't relay it, you know, and express it properly, it's not going to work. No, I was I was telling my friend story. To that. I was I was telling my friend story about wrestling when I went. My dad, my senior year, took me out of. I was undefeated, Greg. I know it was. I won a little tournament in middle school. <laughs> I was undefeated, right? And uh, yes. and my dad took me out of out of the season to do this like wilderness family trip where the, the you, we went out to Canada. A bunch of families took about our problems. I got a lot closer and I was so fucking mad because I was like, middle of my fucking season, the same time as my dad. And, you know, you only, you only have one father. So you went out there for a week of, of hiking oh with other God. families and you gather on a campfire at night. You talk about what you're dealing with. And, and then it, and then we we hike like three miles the next morning like after a week. And I, I, and I it was fucking frozen lake in Canada. And that night I had a, I had a, had a match against the guy who was ranked number one in the state public school in Maine, right? And this guy was just fuck looked like a little bulldog, just legs like this. And I figured out like I could just take him down and let him up because he was just 
he, he, he couldn't stop my low single. So I ended up beating him like 15 to six or 15 to seven. But I was so fucking pissed on that I didn't pin him. Like I was so yeah. mad at myself that I was in tears. Right. I was in tears. Right. Um, and my dad's like, what are you about to go back to New York? And he's like, what's the matter? You beat this fucking bolt. I go, yeah, but I didn't fucking pin him. And, and I was crying. And my dad's like, ah, I'm going, you're lame. I'm going home. My dad just left, you know? But I, I like told my friend that. And he was like, how do we get our kids to care that much? You know, like, is it yeah. just something that you have and something? But I, but I I don't know. But that's that. I don't know. If I, I don't think I could ever break two ankles in a fight <laughs> like Todd so, Fry and continue fighting the best guy in the world and act like nothing happened. I don't think there's any man in the world that can, other than Henzo Gracie, who broke his arm in a fight? Yeah, and yeah. Against Akaraba and kept fighting with the other arm. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think that they make guys like you anymore, Don. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, Sean, Enzo, Enzo's amazing. Enzo's an amazing guy. I love Enzo. You know, but apparently, you, you got your uh, your dedication and your hard work ethic and your balls from your mom, man. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I never knew my mom. So but my mom. So maybe. So maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, but Sean, did you watch the Arlovsky fight? The Arlovsky fight? Yeah. I didn't know he fought. I had no idea. When was that? Uh, it was the same time as all those fake fights that you were watching. Oh, I was going to say, I like yeah. Only, I was only... watching Anderson Silva choreograph and throw. Um, a boxing match. That was yeah, really we haven't talked about that yet, Sean, because we were waiting for you. We, so okay, sorry about that. Yeah, we, no, no, we figured that you guys wouldn't have watched the UFC fights, so let's yeah. go through those fights first. You know what? Uh, real quick, speaking of we're film, we're on, we're recording, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you where it comes from, uh, Adam. You know that not quitting or that well that stuff like that for me anyway. Um, you know, pride is a, uh, pride is a character flaw that will ruin your life. It really will. Even if you read the Bible, it says over and over again, how terrible pride is like, it'll ruin relationships, ruins marriages, you know, like people, people will over pride. They'll lose their wife just because they're too proud to say they're wrong or whatever. But, um, in fighting, it's a wonderful thing. Like to be a proud person, like to be too, my one, I fought with my arm. I actually, I found the tape. I got I'll send this to you guys clips later when I dislocated my shoulder and kept fighting the whole fight. Literally, the doctor told me I could have died because of where it was broken at. It could have severed an artery and I could have died like with it hanging there. But I looked across the cage at that dude and he was some fat, repulsive dude. The thought of him celebrating his win over me when I was undefeated. It's just a little show I was being paid $500 for. The thought of him dancing around celebrating that he beat me, I, I just couldn't do it. I was like, dude, I will die. I literally would have died before I would have quit against him. Like, he wouldn't even let the ref stop it. Like, I am not going to watch him celebrate. And uh, usually, I've found that comes from years of abuse of some kind or one uh, another. Like, the uh, in one way or another, like the pride like that, like having older brothers that beat you up or torture you like my older brother did me, you know, or whatever, like wanting to, like when I, when I watch people play basketball or whatever, I'm like, how can you not care? How can you care so little? I played like an animal when I played, you know, or whatever. Like Charles Barkley was played soft compared to how I played, you know, or whatever. But that was from years of my brother beating the hell out of me in the backyard, rubbing it in, making fun of me for weeks afterward that he beat me, cheating, changing the score so he could beat me, things like that. But uh, usually well, with- I know me, like with comedy, Greg, is that like, I know sometimes I'll, you'll, you'll be on stage bombing, uh, not you, me, like you. I'm saying you as in comics. Right. And like, bring and, yeah. And like, I know that I have an excuse. Like, the crowd sucks. 
fucking whatever, the, you know, they're not drunk enough. They, this happened, that happened. It's, it's a game night. There's too many feminists in the crowd. There's all these excuses that you can make, right? But I know in the back of my head that when I'm driving home later that night, I'm going to know it's my fault. I know it's my fault. So I could tell myself in the moment that it's everybody else's fault, but I know it's my fault. So I'm like, fuck it. Like I owe it to myself to give it my best shot. And if I bomb, I bomb, but I got to go out on my shield because I can't, you, you see comics all the time. Like, you know, it's a shitty crowd. So they'll sit on the stool and just fucking tell a story. And I'm like, no, man, I, I owe it to myself to give it my best shot. And if I lose, I lose. But but I don't want to like drive home. That's a fucking depending on how long that that like ride is too. That's a long <laughs> ride home to know. Yeah. Try get your ass whipped on national TV and oh, all your quartermen treat all your quartermen treat you like they're disappointed in you when you just lost to one of the toughest people in the world. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to be around you, and you're like, really, dude? It's like uh, one of the best guys in the world kicked my ass. Sorry to disappoint. So oh my god, yeah, it's the same way if you like if you like bomb at a festival. And there's all those comics around and like, you're like, yeah. So you're like, no one like, oh, cool. Great set. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's, it's always a, it's always a, we, we won, we won, we won. And then when you lose, it's, oh, you lost. You lost. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, 100%. There it is. There it is. So uh, real quick before we get into the Jake Paul thing. So Chase Hooper, man. So, oh, so that kid got lit so up. Kid, they brought this kid up who looked like Screech. Like, he looked like Screech from Saved by the Bell. Are you talking about Chase Hooper? Yeah. yeah. Super skinny. Oh, he's the one that looks like Screech? So, yeah, super yes. skinny. Okay. Like, jiu-jitsu. I don't know if it's a prodigy, but really good at jiu-jitsu. But all his fights from day one have been him getting the shipping out of him, him coming back, and finding a way to submit the guy. It was almost like UFC 1, you know, where you get that jiu-jitsu guy right. and just gets knocked around, and then he just – and it would work. And, and he became like this, like, almost like a legend. Like, people started really getting behind. And he's funny. He's a, he's a really nice kid. Doesn't do drugs. It's like, cool kid, right? Well, last time he fought, he started using his, his like, striking. And people were like, oh, shit. Like, everything's improved. Like, so now maybe maybe we got something here. He's a likable kid. And uh, so anyway, cut to last Saturday. He went up against a kid that they were making his UFC debut and just knocked him down four times in the first round uh, and then finished him up in like a minute and a half. And it was like, whoa, like uh, that was hard to watch. Almost like he was. Uh, I, I it didn't look like a schoolyard fight where the bad, you know, the badass kid was just killing the nerd. And you were like, why are they allowing this to happen? Somebody fucking stop this. This guy's killing this kid, you know? And, but, you know, he wanted I mean, Sean, to be what are you, Sean, what are you doing with a kid like that who's, I mean, the game plan can't be to get the shipping out of every fight until he gets his, a uh, submission. Wait, so Chase won or lost? Lost. Lost. Oh, lost my God. Again to a UFC yeah. newcomer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, I don't know. Chase, uh, he looked, uh, it reminds me of the guy Ryan Hall a little bit. You know, the guy Ryan Hall can submit anybody until yeah. they realize that's all he's got. And right. then just stay away from him. You know, won't go to the ground with him. You can't do that. But uh, I was a fan of Chase's ever since he acted like he was Ben Askren's son and went up to Jorge Masvidal and was like, why'd you beat up my dad? And he was like, who's your dad? And he said, um, Ben Askren. And then Masvidal's face like, dude, I am sorry. Like apologizing to him. Thought he was his son, but he was dead serious. But uh I think, uh, Hooper, I wish, man, the UFC, I've said this for years, I wish the UFC 
would have some sort of developmental league or would do something to where they bring these guys along slower or I wish they would like like instead of always trying to get everyone's ass whipped every fight, you know what I mean, or whatever, like little guy, it's like if a guy wins two in a row, we got to get him killed. You know what I mean? Like it's like if they never, ever, like Pride used to, if you watch Pride, Fedor would fight some guy no one's ever heard of who's seven foot tall that can't really fight. And then he would fight a decent fight Japanese guy, but a guy he would beat. Then he would fight a guy who was pretty decent, but still he would beat. Then he'd fight Crow Cop at the end of the year when Crow Cop also beat three guys during the year at the same level. Like, But the UFC, it's like we have to get everybody a loss so we have position to negotiate on their contract. So we got to get everybody a loss. So they just always put winner versus winner versus winner. And they're always trying to get everybody's ass kicked. And a guy like, even like, man, Tony Ferguson probably has some fights left in him. But let him fight someone he can beat for once. Like, why Why is it always someone who's going to, you know, a top five guy, you know, or top, or, you know, Nate Diaz. Like, let him let him go against a guy who's lost nine in a row. Like, you know, smiling Sam Alvey. Like, something like, you know, like, let, I don't understand why they don't do that. Pride used to build guys up almost like pro wrestling. You remember the WWE days they would have, like, uh, during the during the week, every week they would have these guys would fight and they would build their matchup to the month's pay-per-view. And then that's when they would be where the star when it gets star. But UFC, it's like no one gets an easy fight ever. And I don't understand that. Like God, ever. what do you do with a kid that is just such a great grappler, but his stand up is just years behind his grappler? Who are you talking to? You. What was a great grappler but no stand up? Yeah. You just concentrate on the stand up. I mean, why do you keep polishing what you're already good at? You got to work on your weak spots. Always, always work on your weak spots. You know, you got to try and build them up. I mean, if you're uh, unbeatable in one thing, why wouldn't you continue to work on it? You know, right. I mean, you got you got to you know cut it down to ten percent so that you keep polished, keep it polished. But uh, you know, you got to. You got to fix the low parts in your, in your strategy. Yeah, I think the problem is, is like, how do we get the fight to the ground? Because it's like, that's the issue. Like, Dude, if you can only, it drives me crazy. Like a guy like Ryan Hall can beat anyone on the ground, but he doesn't work takedowns. Like you should be, you should work takedowns 90% right. of the time. You'll win once you get him to the ground. But what I found, Adam, and I'm sure Don saw the same thing, guys who are good standing up don't want to train on the ground because they don't like getting beat up or throwing around wrestling. And guys uh, yeah. on the ground don't like getting beat up standing up, so they don't want to train stand up. Um, the only the only exception would be when I was fighting Mark Hunt, everybody's like, have you been working on your kickboxing? I was like, not a bit. And they're like, why not? I said, because if it's a kickboxing match, I lose 100 times out of 100. I can't stand and trade with him. I can't even hang with him standing up. You know, like, so I worked on takedowns almost exclusively. Then I ended up having to pull guard because I couldn't take him down. But um, that was like, to me, like, it's, other than that, if you're as good as him on the ground, why are you working? I mean, like, you know, like Don said, a little bit to keep you sharp, but like a wrestler going in there and practicing wrestling five days a week, if you're Ben Askren, makes no sense at all, you know? Right, 100%. Uh, also, uh, uh, a couple more fights. There was a guy, Trayson Gore, who ripped the guy's head off, basically. Oh, boy, that was, whoo. I mean, that looked he had, he painful. Had, he, had a, he had a guillotine, and, he's, and the guy was on the ground, and he stepped, he was, he was standing, the guy was sitting up, he walked around them and still at his head, like they're like they're facing opposite ways. <laughs> and what? Yeah, like he was trying to squeeze off his head and the neck. <laughs> you could see everything just stretch the fuck. So and you were like, it was, ah, it was like a reverse go. bulldog choke, kind of like, like a bulldog choke. The guy sitting down and he's basically just like carrying his head like a balloon. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. I don't, <laughs> yeah, that guy's definitely in a neck brace today. Um, and then uh, I felt bad for uh, Phil Hawes because the guy Roland Dolitz knocked him out. But another guy, Phil Hawes, was like he was fighting, but something was wrong with him. I think his something popped out. His knee popped out. Yeah, his knee. Yeah, he, he was a sitting duck. And then Co- Cody Durden, the guy who won. Is that the yeah, one where, wait a minute, was that the one where Roman basically had the knee and did the, yes, and he did that weird leg lock, but it was like sideways, so he pulled it, it hyperextends, and Phil like goes like he's gonna tap, but then doesn't, and Roman was being a nice guy, let it go, like, this fight's over, and then Phil was like, no, 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 let's fight, and they're like, uh, yeah, so okay, he wasn't popped out, but then, he wouldn't, but, but then he wouldn't target the knee, he's such a nice guy, he was like, uh, so he easily could have ended the fight by kicking him in the knee. And that's what Bisbing was telling him to do. He's like, fuck this, this is the fight game. But yeah, but at the end, it was a matter of time. And then Cody Durden, who a couple fights ago, he beat the guy from China. And he said, I don't want to send him back to China. Everyone got mad at him. So this time right. he fought a guy from Brazil. <laughs> and he won. <laughs> and you were waiting to say, I'm going to send his ass back to Brazil. Like you were like, you're like, oh, don't say that. He got so much shit for that. But uh, he, he didn't say it. He was actually a nice should have said he was going to send his ass back to China. That would have really thrown him off. <laughs> <laughs> he said that went back to China. Yeah, send the Brazilian guy. I'm going to send him back to China. They'd be like, wait. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. All right. By so- the way, how weird was it when Khalil Roundtree won and then the audience was booing and shit and like, man, it's like, Dude, he he won. I thought it was pretty definitive that Khalil Roundtree won so? that fight I he, too. I, I hate to say it, I, I thought he lost that fight. I thought he won. I I was with the the judge's decision. I was surprised. I didn't think. I mean, I could see where it was close. It's not like the other, not like the Tim Means fight. I, it was definitely closer. I could see where it was a split decision, but because I mean, the the, the second round, and third, both went back and forth pretty strongly. But I thought he won. I thought he legitimately won that. But for the crowd to be acting like, you know, like it was a robbery. Well, what like, happened was they brought in like a hundred guys from the. The Vanderbilt baseball. Right, they were all their fans. So of his, they were all there to the baseball player. So I don't think <laughs> it's so dumb. It was so dumb. I was like, dude, he won. Shut up. Uh all right. So the Jake Paul fight. Uh, Don, have okay. you watched it? No, did not. All right. So Jake Thank Paul you. fought. Dumb. All right, Jake Paul fought Anderson Silva. Right now, right. Uh, Jake Paul won the fight. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Jake Paul fought. Okay. Air air quotes. All right. Anderson I am under the Silva. impression that like this was not a fixed fight. Uh it did look like Anderson was throwing at 50%. It did look like, but I also think I, you know, I went back and I look back, I go, Anderson was 47 years old. He's had three or four knee surgeries, maybe five knee sur- a lot of knee surgeries. He hasn't won a fight since 2015, which was against Nick Diaz. Okay. And Nick Diaz was a blown up Nick Diaz. Uh he he did beat what's his name? Uh Derek Brunson, but I thought he lost that fight. He looked great in boxing against Chavez Jr., but I, I Googled Chavez Jr., and his father is worried about him because he's been on drugs for a long time. He's also on Suicide Watch. Uh, so I'm not sure what Chavez... Oh, my, after watching that fight. <laughs> I'm not sure what Chavez Jr. he really beat based on that information. So, Don, Silva doesn't throw a punch in the first round. He throws one punch, literally one yeah. punch, right? Then... They were throughout the fight. He has times where he was doing his Anderson Silva stuff, but he just wasn't. It was a case of also where the speed is the first to go. And he was Anderson Silva, like Roy Jones Jr., did everything wrong when he won his fights. Everything wrong. Chin up, hands down. But his speed and his quickness, his timing was what 
was so incredible. And he was a counterpuncher. Well, now his speed and timing is gone. So he went in and he was, the fight, the rounds were kind of close. He never really hurt Jake at all. Jake never hurt him until the eighth round when he threw like a looping punch that knocked Silva down, which different angles show that he didn't even hit him really. Other, was, other angles show he hit him. He was just off balance. Was, um, off and uh, then after after the one, he, he goes, Dana White sucked my dick. Um, and I guess said that? Jake Paul. And I guess they made a bet that if he won, Anna Silva would help him fight, start a, a fighters union for the UFC guys. So now he's going to start a union for the fighters. Uh, yeah. Sean, thoughts on this fight? Dude, I'll tell you, and tell me if I go too long because it actually irritates me. Anderson Silva caught almost every punch Jake Paul threw, <laughs> carried every punch in the first round, didn't get touched. Everything he threw, he just caught, blocked, doesn't throw anything back. And several times he cut angles where he could have blasted Jake Paul in the face, didn't, threw a half-speed little punch. I have to believe, man, and I'm dead serious, I have to believe there's a clause in the contract where they can't knock him out, or maybe the fight's real, but they can't knock him out. Maybe it's, hey, by the way, if Jake happens to win, there's a $2 million on the back end for you. I'm not saying you have to do it, but there is there is no way that – I told Adam, or I think maybe all you guys just on a group text, there's no way Anderson Silva fights Stylebender in a striking-only match. Strikes with him, he lost, but it was close. One of the best kickboxers in the world fights with him, and he can't beat Jake Paul in a boxing match, and Jake Paul landed nothing. And to top it all off – even if Anderson Silva had knocked down Jake Paul in the eighth round, like even if it was the other way around, he still would have lost by decision on the judges' scorecards. Like that's how far the judges had the scoring apart. That by a 10-8 round in the eighth, if it was a 10-8 round for Silva, he still would have lost. Silva would have had to knock him down twice to get a draw. That's how bad the judging was. So if Silva had knocked him down in the seventh and the eighth and not got knocked down, he ended up with a draw still. So don't tell me the scoring's not fixed because the scoring's fixed for sure. Right. Um, but um, like 100 percent scoring's fixed. But it, there's no Anderson Silva, dude. He he had a hundred opportunities. He was throwing at half speed. There's no way, absolutely no way. Greg, look, come on. <laughs> I I this is nothing new to me. It's been <laughs> obvious the entire time. I mean, these guys aren't dumb. They're hiring guys specifically to take a dive. They're firing bums. They're hiring bums. I mean, and Anderson Silva is no bum, but he, I mean, they're not, he's not, he's an old man. And listen, the best part, the most entertaining part was him entering the arena before the fight. He's all smiles, like, hey, rainbows and lollipops and cash and checks for getting hit. Like he didn't give a fuck. He was not there to fight. He was there to make $3 million. Now, the most entertaining part of the whole card was just listening to the broadcasters attempt to make it seem legitimate. Yeah. Oh, God. But even they, most of the time, spent most of the time talking about like, well, yeah, you know, well, everybody wants to get that Jake Paul fight. I mean, he's the cash cow. He's a, I mean, they had nothing else to say. It was... Uh, it's an embarrassment. People. It's an embarrassment. Don, it's a total fucking embarrassment. 15,000 people in Arizona went to watch this. Not one MMA fan is happy. I mean. I... Dude, sorry to interrupt again, but are, you're telling me if Anderson Silva's son's life depended on him winning that fight, he couldn't knock out Jake Paul. If, when you don't throw a punch in the first round, how do you expect to, like, there's, there's no way, like, there's no, it can't. 
it's just crazy because he looks so good against Tito Ortiz. There's a guy on the underground uh, that says he sparred with Anderson Silva for that fight, and he believes this fight was fixed. That yeah, because that's but, what I'm saying. All you're doing is bolstering, bolstering the evidence against this but, legitimacy. But how does he fix it? Like how do how do you fix the, how do how does he fix the fight? So he just doesn't try. The answer to all of your questions is money. I, I know, I know, but how exactly? So he's gonna so Sean, he's gonna go in there and lightly play with them and spar with them and let them win the rounds? Uh, I guarantee, dude, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of shape. Dude, I told you, well, somebody, I don't want to say who, but somebody offered me money to lose to Pujanowski um, when I was fighting him the first time. They said, how much money would it take for this to be a really good fight and for it to go in Pujanowski's favor? Because they thought I was that much better than him, which they were wrong. But they were like, how much like, would it take? And I said, life-changing money. And they're like, what's life changing? I said, in the six figures, for sure. If you're talking that, it's okay, well, never mind. I don't want to call anybody out and say who did that, but there was somebody close to the thing. Um, but I was, I was, they felt me out. Like, how, how much would it take to make this a really good fight to, to carry him all three rounds? And then how much if he could actually win? Like, well, you know, whatever. But you can send guys, stuff is so crooked, man, with them non disclosure things. They might sign a contract that says you can't knock him out. Uh, if you do knock him out, you don't get paid. And if you ever disclose what's in here, you have to pay us $10 million. You know what I mean? Or whatever. And so, I mean, Anderson still is never going to admit if he fixed it because he, he will become the most hated man who's ever fought if you agree to fix in a fight, you know? But it could be something, you know, that rumor didn't come out of nowhere where somebody said there's a no knockout clause in all of Jake Paul's boxing match stuff. That someone doesn't come up with something that creative. Like, you know what I mean? That came, that sounded like a kernel of truth to me somewhere in there I mean, where there's no knockout clause. I sorry to interrupt, Sean. A part of me thinks that maybe I'm just like, like the way that I look at Don Fry, right? Like I remember Don Fry as this like, you know, this beast of a man and that, you know, that that, that fight that you, what's his name? The fucking greatest Takiyama? Yeah, yeah, Takiyama fight. Like that's how I picture Don Fry, right? So I picture Anderson Silva knocking out uh, Forrest Griffin, just douche, 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 boom. Or even in the Chael Sonnen rematch, douche. Or, you know, when he fought Chris Lieben and, and the knees. You know, when, when, when I think of Mike Tyson, I think of Mike Tyson just running through people. I don't think of T Mike Tyson versus uh, Peter McNeil, whatever, that guy he, he, he like lost to, uh, McNeil or whatever. I forgot who it was. Yeah, right. Later. So maybe I'm just, it's like, maybe it's Jake Paul smart because he's picking guys that everyone is going to remember them at their best. And now they're 47 years old. And it's like, he's still, so we're not, as people, we're just trained to think of, even Mike Tyson right now. If Tyson fought right now, I'd be like, oh shit, Mike Tyson. I, I'm not looking at a 60 year old Mike Tyson. I'm thinking of the Ty Tyson that just ran through everybody. So, but, but I guarantee you, if a 47 year old Dom Fry fought, he would throw punches with intentions of winning and to hurt the guy, even if it was only for two minutes. He would try to hurt. Anderson Silva did not throw one punch that had, it looked like light sparring, that had any intention of hurting him in the slightest. Like, I, it's hard to explain. I'd have to cut the video and show you. He had a couple times where he did like Tyson does, where he cuts angles and gets to the side where he can hit you and you can't hit him and doesn't throw anything. Like, he just cuts the angle, has the shot, and then backs back off. Like, he had several, and all his punches were pulled, man. Just slight, you soft. Think, you think like, with four-ounce gloves, those punches would have hurt him? Uh, no, no, I mean, it's going to, it's, it's, God, it's, dude, it, it killed me watching it. I was like, when I watched the first two rounds, because I watched him later, I hit you guys up and said, was he also not fighting in the first two rounds? Like, was he also yeah. not throwing punches? Because he, I thought maybe he completely gassed out, like, uh, 
what's his name? Uriah Hall looked Uriah Hall looked so tired in the second round. I thought I was like, were they fighting 12 rounds and, and I missed it? Like, what is like so so Don, Uriah Hall fought this football player uh who was, I guess, a great football player for a second, and then he was a bust. He like what right. was his name? The guy's name, I guess. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. I guess he was a big prospect, but he just basically just. Oh, he was the top runner in the league for like a season or two. And then, you know, didn't get the money, sat out and his career fell apart. So so here's where I kind of a little bit concerned about Uriah Hall, because he's a very emotional guy. And Uriah Hall is one of those guys, you know, exactly what he's thinking. Right. So he says after he retired from fighting, which was not very long ago, six months ago. And it was one of those things where he he wasn't throwing, he also didn't look like the old Uriah Hall. He said he was considering suicide or he thought about suicide. There was a gun and he's like, what if I just, he goes, and then he was really depressed. And then he's like, then I needed this fight. Got me out of my depression, which is great. But uh, now we're all depressed. No, no, it, it, it was, it was, it was, it was great. But at the same time, like, that's a little bit, I think there's more to, like, I, when, when, when I when I heard that, I'm like, I'm not sure if this guy's in the right frame of mind. There's just boxing right now because it seems like there's more to it. There's more. This guy needs some serious help and therapy. If this is what he's thinking of after, and I get it. I'm sure Don, you can relate, and Sean, and uh, you know, when you put your whole life into something and then it's over, you sometimes feel like you're worthless. You know, and I understand what he was. I'll saying. tell you what. If he had committed suicide, that would have been the only shot he took, or the only. Uh... <laughs> Thing he done because he was not he would not throw a punch. I was thinking that fight was fixed. I'm like, dude, what is going on? You're fighting a football player with one fight experience and you can't land a punch. You can't hit him. You can't. He threw. He was exhausted. I mean, exhausted. And I know about being tired in a fight. I think I could go those four rounds at that pace right now. Like that, that, if you only throw three punches around, it's not that hard to walk in a circle. Like it's it is. I don't know what's going on with these guys, man. It's like they all. If you them. only throw three punches around, right, it's right. not that hard to walk in. A yeah, you, you just if you just seriously just walk sometimes a circle and throw three punches. <laughs> three minutes. Yeah. It wear me I mean, out. And, and like again, I'm not. If your eye hole hears this, I'm not trying to make fun of his. I, I feel bad. I love the guy. I happen to love the guy. I'm not trying to put it down. I'm just saying that like maybe he wasn't in the best state of mind to do a boxing match for the first time. Um, but he, he won. wasn't in the best shape. That's for sure. Yeah. It's like when Ronda Rousey, remember she was on Ellen and she said she was like, going to commit suicide? And then she looked up and saw Travis Brown and said, I need to have his babies. Uh, and that's what got her out of her depression. I think that would make, I would think it would make me want to kill myself if my option Travis Brown to have babies would have been like, I was going to commit suicide. I look at Travis Brown. I got to have sex with him. I will commit suicide. <laughs> yeah. Death first. That's it. That's my option. Brown, I'll tell you what, if you ever get a chance to meet Travis Brown and you don't know how great he is, give him a few minutes. He'll tell you. Oh yeah. Travis Brown. Uh... He'll tell you all about how great he is. So, all right. By the way, I talked to Mayhem Miller. He called me yesterday from jail. Oh, nice. uh, and I caught him up on the Jake Paul stuff. He was laughing really hard about the guy driving into my house on July 4th. <laughs> that uh, sounds I, like something you'd find hilarious. He, he yes. like, that guy's still in my moods. Dude, he was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was, he was crying laughing. Uh, uh, he was, yeah. He was like, did he go to my driving school? <laughs> <laughs> he, he was in, so I think he might be getting out in May. Uh, so that's, uh, that's if anybody needs an update, but he sounded really good. You know, mayhem's, He's just one of those guys, man. He, the hardest part about mayhem is when he's healthy and they got him on the right meds. He, you can't get enough of the guy. Uh, mm -hmm. He's just the coolest, most fun person ever. 
But when he's off his meds and on alcohol and drugs, it's like he's an even better time. Fucking head for the hills. <laughs> head for the hill. That like, I mean, you talk yeah, about like, update your insurance before that happens. You talk about a movie where like you love the person at the beginning and then they become like the worst human being ever. <laughs> like that's exactly what it, mayhem is like. Um on the meds, off the meds. On the meds, you won't find a more fun person to hang out with. Uh off the meds is like if anybody's ever doubting whether or not medication works. That should be the case study uh, of, of just Jason Mayhem Miller because, uh, but he's in good spirits. And I happened to, it was good talking to him. It was just, it was funny when they call, like, you have a call from Chino State Prison. Uh, do, 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 like, press five to accept. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're like, I hope this is Mayhem. <laughs> I'd be wondering which one of my friends was calling me because they're all. I know. They're just like, oh, please don't let this be someone. Yeah, someone wrote your number no. by the phone. <laughs> and here's the thing: like, for a good time, call. <laughs> he was laughing so hard about the Jake Paul thing and all this stuff. I almost wanted to tape it and then play it on the podcast because I'm getting his like his first reactions. But I'm like. Uh, I, I want to just talk to him. I, it's not about everyone else hearing our conversation, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So not everything uh, has to be content. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Um, totally. I mean, that's just the way I feel. So, all right, Don. So Nate Diaz and his team came to the Jake Paul fight. They started a fight. They, I guess, they ran into the. Is it a locker room or a dressing room? But it's a fight. Is it a dressing room or a locker locker room? locker room? All right. So they ran into the locker room and got kicked out. Uh, all kinds of Nate slapped. Uh, I guess Jake Paul has a guy with the tattoos all over his head. Who's his, uh, his breathing coach. And, uh, Nate slapped his breathing coach. Um, they got thrown off. You know what though? Just by the title, I feel like he deserved it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Saying breathing like a breath. Is breathing. Breathing. Yeah. Like breath work. Like he has a breath coach. Mm. Um, <laughs> So I do too. It's my wife when she's standing there with scope and a toothbrush. Yeah. yeah. So Nate, so talk to my coach about it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> anyway, why does every life coach on TikTok have face tattoos? Like everybody that wants to tell you about, like, here's what you got to do with your life. They all have like tattoos all over their head. They look like this was the only option. <laughs> like they've been to jail for like twelve times. And <laughs> you know, I have to tell you. As a career, life coach comes with red flags to begin with. <laughs> and anyone who is like, I need that to be my life coach, you have even bigger red flags. Every life coach has fucking gang tattoos on their face. Uh, like, <laughs> but anyway, so Nate slapped him. Nate got thrown out of the arena. Um, and now they're saying it's going to be Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul next. Oh, I do. If. I do not want to see Nate Diaz lose to Jake Paul in boxing, which I think, unfortunately, based on, I mean, Jake's been boxing full time. That's all he does is box. He's younger. He's stronger. I know a guy who fought Jake Paul said no one was ever tested. Not one steroid test happened from the, from the horse's mouth. Right. Uh, I th so I think he might be on stuff. And I think he, you know, Nate has had to train jujitsu, wrestling, grappling. He was training for Chemayev his last fight. All he did was wrestle. He didn't do any boxing his last fight. And now you're going to throw him in there against, how old is Nate Diaz? 37, 38? I mean, I how, many, how many wars does it, I mean, 
Does anyone want to see Jake Paul beat Nate Diaz? And don't get me wrong. I'll put money on Nate Diaz. I, I'll fuck it. Because if, if he wins, I'll be thrilled. I put money, I put money on Anderson Silva. What's up, people? BetOnline.ag. Basketball is back. And BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events. You can bet the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. But online, where the game starts. Check it out. Go in there and fight him. And he wanted to go in there and actually fight him. And so he was like, oh, didn't make weight. No, can't fight him. Yeah, you're out. Which was bullshit because they've never fought anyone that weighed the same ever. You know, they're never the same. So for him to be like five pounds, too heavy. No, not me. It's the fighting commission. guys. bullshit. By the way, that guy, Rockman is now fighting Vitor Belfort next. Good, good for him. He should fight, but I mean, obviously, no one's going to give him that kind of money to fight. He's probably fighting him for for a ham sandwich, you know. Whereas, you know, but he obviously didn't agree to 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 the hey, take a dive thing and that's the thing. So if if this thing with Diaz gets made, we'll know whether or not Diaz takes a check based on whether it actually gets all the way to the fight. Because if, because I don't think Diaz will agree to the fucking knockout clause, and eventually they'll find some excuse to fucking cancel it. So, by the way, so Roy Jones right now, he put an open challenge to fight anybody in celebrity boxing, right? Anybody. Uh, so That's a ballsy move. <laughs> For one of the greatest of all time to challenge a celebrity. Well, so he, he, he found He's somebody- basically saying, I'll take your check. I'll take yeah. a dive. Well, this is you the know, guy he's I'm fighting. He's fighting this guy. His name is uh, NDO Champ for No Days Off Champ. Wait till you see this guy. Uh, looks like this the guy No that... Days Off of Steroids. <laughs> Look. No sh- oh, my God. I swear to God, when I catch you, boy, I'm going to eat your heart. I'm going to eat your heart raw and feed it to my dog. Ah, 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 ah. Wait, is that that guy from the movie Bloodsport? <laughs> he was jumping around. What's the, remember the guy what's, the, what's the name of this gym? All Natural Warriors? <laughs> is this is this the Vegan Warrior League? What a jeez. <laughs> looks like a looks like a really bad impression of Bob Sapp. Yeah. Yeah. Worse than mine. So that's yeah. who Roy, that's who Roy Jones is fighting next. I'm uh, sure the guy has the resume to back it up. I'm sure if you. Well, he looks like he has incredible cardio. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he'll, he'll be blown up just walking through the ring. Exactly. Like, all he's got to do is just dance around for one for one good round. That guy will be gassed. I'll take a side bet with you guys that he still looks better cardio-wise than Uriah Hall. <laughs> sure. I mean, so the, the NDO champion, no days off of some steroids, basically. Exactly. Um, are we going to watch this? I'm going to watch Roy Jones versus the NDO champ, right? Are, are you, you going to watch? No. 
I was the biggest Roy Jones fan ever growing up until I met him. And then he was like, uh, I was like, dude, I've been, you've been like my hero since I read about you in Sports Illustrated, your Olympics. He was like, yeah, cool. Took a picture with me and then start talking to somebody like that or whatever. And uh, the guy that introduced me to him was a friend of his. And then he, he said, hey, did you get to meet Roy? I was like, yeah, he uh, took a picture with me and said, cool. And then like walked away uh, when I was trying to talk to him. And he goes, oh, he just doesn't know you're a UFC fighter. I was like, I don't care. Like, I don't want to talk to him anymore. You know what I mean? Like the guy went over and told me, he goes, hey, I didn't know. I was like, no, nah, man, I'm good. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Like if you, you know what I mean? If that's how you, if your, your interaction with fans is cool. Like when they say how much they admire you and you walk away and start talking to somebody. That you know? used to be the way they all were though. That used to be the way they all were. Now everyone's got a fucking camera. So you gotta be like, hey, you know. yeah, but it's like, yeah, but then once, oh, your UFC fight, okay, my bad. I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good, man, I'm good. So I don't, I don't need to talk to you anymore. But then you and Roy became friends when you, uh, you uh, worked for him, though, right? Well, yeah, I went down and did that fight for him, yeah, because that's when he started talking me into taking that fight that uh, I was not prepared for. But uh, I still fought harder than Anderson Silva for the three minutes I was in there <laughs> before getting arm barred. But um, yeah, no, that was. I meant to tell you guys. Actually, I did tell you, but. Uh, so I, this is more for you, Adam, than anybody. But uh, so I'm calling a lady today at a bank. I'm trying to reorder some checks. And uh, my mom runs a business here in Annapolis, and she's known for being very uh, demanding at times, I guess, when it comes to business. Sweetest lady ever when it comes to business. She's like with banks and stuff. Like she wanted her money one day, and they didn't want to do it. So she wanted all her money then. Like she told them, you better have me a check for every dime she had in there today. I'm coming to get it because they didn't want to do something she wanted to do. So she's going to pull out $800,000 or something like that crazy or whatever. And then they apologize. Anyway, so I called and I was trying to order checks and they said, oh, wait, is this uh, Jennifer's husband? Um, that's my mom's name. Cause they said, you know, Sean McCorkle, uh, we have the same bank says, oh, is this Jennifer's husband? I said, no, he's dead. That was my dad. But thanks for bringing it up. And uh, the lady was like, I am so sorry. I said, oh, it's okay. You know, I said, it's a, uh, it happens, you know? And um, I said, it's, it's tough. And she goes, well, if it makes you feel any better, I lost my dad when I was 21, 10 years ago. I said, yeah, it doesn't. Mine's mine's fresher. I said, mine was only a few years ago. So mine burns more than yours, though it still kind of hurts. Like, and I just kept like giving her a hard time about it. And I finally told her I was joking. I said, I'm just giving you a hard time. Like I like to give people a hard time about that. And there was just silence on the other end of the phone. Yeah. Like she, she didn't like to joke. And I was like, you know, like on Father's Day, like I'll tell one of my friends, hey, it must be nice to have a dad take a picture with and just silence on the phone still. So then I tried to give her another example and just silence. Like she was not, she was not getting it or liking it. So I don't know. I thought it was funny, but apparently I got silence on this too. So I guess I it was. Well, I know. I don't know what's more. I don't know what's more funny, the story or the fact that Don Fry fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he literally fell asleep during the. I thought, I thought he died. I thought you killed him with the story. Like I thought you actually killed him. Don, you fell asleep just now. You know that, right? Oh, did I? Was I snoring? Not yet, but you're you're like you were like twitching a little bit. Uh, he didn't play. He was re, he was rewatching Anderson Silva and uh, Jake Pauls. What happened? Yeah, you. We could tell. We could tell you were running in a field in your dreams. So Don yeah, Fry, bargain, yeah. Two people that ever put Don Fry to sleep: Gary Goodrich and Sean McCorkle. Story. He Thanks for reminding me about Gary. Yeah. Uh, hey man, you beat him two out of three. You beat him two out of three. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry about that. But I, I thought you would laugh. All right. So now uh, the fight, <laughs> the fights this week. Oh, we're gonna talk about real fighting again. Great. Yeah. Uh, the fight. You're, 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 not, you're not upset, are you, Don? No, oh. I'm gonna kill you when I see you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're fine. All right. So fights this week. I don't understand. So they got the UFC has a fight night this week in the in Nevada. The main card they have is Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Lemos. 
granted, both great fighters. Marina's 16 and one, Lemos 12, two and one, but no one knows who these people are. Why not save this for like a Brazil card? Uh, since I think they're both from Brazil. Um, they are, yeah. Now, Neil Magny is fighting D Rod on this card. Now, that, yeah. that's Oof. the fight. Uh, I know D Rod was upset because his last fight, everyone thought uh, the Asian dude won. Um, what's the guy's name? The guy that. Uh, are you uh, saying we oh, all look the same and you're having was trouble? It, yeah, was it Korean part. Zombie? Was it? No, no. It was the fight. It was that card that everyone got. I know which fight you're talking about. I, I can't remember who it was. It was the one where everyone got. Uh, like flipped remember it was supposed to be Chimaya. right the reshuffle card that's yeah. right i can tell you if i knew who d rob was who's that d rod he, he he fought uh lee jing liang and won a split decision that's what it was everyone yes. thought that uh d rod's a guy he's uh 17 and 2 said he had 250 fights uh in jail and street fights and nice he never, round number and he never lost <laughs> yeah, 250 and 0 in the street. That's right. Uh, but in the UFC, he beat Mike Perry, he beat Kevin Lee, he beat Dwight Grant, uh, he beat Tim Means. I mean, he's beaten a lot of guys. Uh I don't know how I don't know who he is if he beat all those guys. That's strange. He's one of, he has a tattoo on his chest that's like 1996, is it? 1996? Yeah, I think it was the year he's born. Or 86? I think it's 96. I think it's everybody he beat. Every time he like wins a right. fight, he updates it. Uh, <laughs> let me take a look. Wait, there, let me look at the. Yep, still can't tell. It's either eighty six or ninety six. And then uh, I think whichever way was probably the number of fights that went to a decision in the street. He wanted to be able to remember. So <laughs> ninety six of those were decisions, and the other ones. Yeah, were not. yeah, two hundred and fifty were unanimous. Uh, so. so he's so he's fighting Neil Magdy, who's coming off a loss to uh, Shavkat Romanov, who's like they're saying is the next big thing. This guy's sixteen and zero. He's a guy that just beats up everybody. Uh, he's from, uh, but he beat Max Griffin barely. He beat Jeff Neal, lost to Kiesa. That's that's a good fight. Magnus Gamer, uh, also a uh, military guy. Um, and then Josh Parisian. He's a guy that got humped. Remember that guy that like the the, the black dude. I think his name is Don't Tell Maine. Had him down. Started humping his face. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> That was yeah. We still talking about the UFC here. I'm you guys lost me with humping his face. I don't remember, I don't remember that happening in a UFC fight. Uh, hold on. You, you you remember we played it on the show. Like yeah, he was in like a north south position, and then the guy just started. Oh like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember. Yeah, yeah. With his, yeah. With his cup, um, like pretty aggressively. And then I like, and then I I, I posted the picture on like on Instagram the video, and he commented. Saying, dude, I was the one under there. I was like, ref, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, so he's fighting Chase Sherman, uh, which should be a good fight. Uh, and uh, Nate Mayanis is fighting um, against uh, Tabir Ulambalikov. This fight's going to be good. Grant Dawson, 18 and 1 and 1. He used to work at an old age home uh, as a cook. Uh, he's fighting Mark Madsen, who was an Olympian from Denmark, Olympic wrestler, Greco Roman. I think he. I don't know if he won the gold, but he's he's great. He beat he beat Vince Michelle barely. He's winning his last couple of fights barely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark Madsen's a gamer, man. He's older, but he's a gamer. And then on the other card is uh, Jin Yu Frey, who's uh, like this hot half Korean girl who's like a nuclear scientist. Um, and uh, yeah, so she's fighting Pollyanna. No chance at the title there. <laughs> she she didn't used to be a heroin addict. There is no chance she wins anything. I was gonna say, did she get uh did she get dumped by somebody at least? Uh, uh cheated on if she was cheated on or at least abused, maybe you know radioactive. 
Yeah, there. Yeah, did she get bit by a radioactive spider? Um, yeah. So they all have the same origin story. So that's this Saturday, and then the next Saturday. Can I tell you something? Wait a second. Can we talk about this Neil Magny fight? Because as much as Daniel Rodriguez should absolutely win this fight, this is exactly the kind of fight Neil Magny shows up and wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as it should be just definitely D Rod, absolutely. This is the kind of fight. That like they said they send in Neil Magny and then he fucking ruins everybody's expectations and fucking wins the fight. You're absolutely right. Uh, you know what's weird is uh, I was trying to think the whole time that uh, there's one thing for sure is that Bruce Buffer will be coming after my anus. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was for the, like, for I the think is it Manus or Manus? My anus? Say my anus. <laughs> I was like, I'll tell you who's going to be. I'll tell you who's coming on TV after that is Bruce Buffer. He's always after my anus. <laughs> <laughs> all right well, on tv and everything else so uh that's so that's going to be on you have on uh espn plus uh jake paul calls out the, a bitch nate diaz told dana white to suck his dick um anderson silva said he has a he had a stupid strategy against jake paul <laughs> yeah don't throw punches <laughs> if you do throw them at half speed that is a bad strategy no, it was take the extra two million. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad strategy. That's a good strategy. It really I, isn't. It just I really want to know like, what happened. I felt bad, you know, as he was do- doing it. Yeah. Now today it probably feels fantastic. Well, he's like ching. So right. If it right. all comes out one day that these fights are rigged, I wonder if there's criminal charges. Like, I wonder what happens because that's illegal as hell to rig fights. Like that's that's a big. That's the only thing that's ever made me think maybe it wasn't rigged because you could go to prison for that. Like, that's like, there's big money being bet on in fights. I mean, if you're rigging it, that's a problem. Now, do you think right. he's making UFC fighters look bad? Do I think it? Yeah. Absolutely. It, it makes everyone who loses to Jake Paul makes the UFC look like a joke because even those guys, like even Ben Askren, supposedly should have been training boxing for the 12 years that he was doing that. Jake Paul isn't some wonder wonder kid striker it isn't like he's like you know like i mean he can box a little bit he can hit hard but he's not like it ain't like he's Roy jones jr when he was you know an olympian or whatever. yeah yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like he, he's not put him in there with a real boxer his age they'll knock his head off so it's uh, it's embarrassing to me man it is uh that's the only thing i can tell you is that it almost has to be rigged a guy like Anderson Silva has been boxing for 25 years. Like, you don't just forget how to box. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... Well, and not only that, don't give him a real fighter. Make him fight in a real uh, division, in a, in a real organization where he has to be tested for steroids and has right. to compete like a real athlete against real athletes. And well, then you'll find out what he really is. Well, eventually, if he keeps winning, he's going to be ranked, right? He's going to eventually get ranked. Uh, by some organization, right? Let's say he wins five more fights. He's going to be like the twenty-fifth ranked guy in the world, the thirtieth. He's going to have to fight one of the guys ahead of him, right? I mean, eventually, can can this guy just keep fighting celebrities, MMA fighters? Yes, yes. yes. And you yeah, watch when he finally comes. Paying, as long as people are buying the pay per view, yes. Yeah, and then the second that people stop buying it or the demands, like, you got to get in a real organization or fight somebody real, he'll just quit and be like, you know what? I'm going to retire undefeated. I've killed this sport. Time for my next adventure. Now I'm going to conquer whatever. And he'll move on to, you I know, mean, that, know, I mean, I'm surprised. Like kayaking people, or some so shit. Like, and other sports, they just do the same thing. Like basketball, just take three, five guys and be like, we're the best in the world. And they beat up a bunch of celebrities in basketball. And, and then 
never have him actually play the Knicks. Well, they probably beat the Knicks, but I mean, it's amazing that this dude actually might never have an actual fight against an actual boxer and make $50 million. That's I, I almost considered yeah. wait, wait, you've got you've got fucking Biden in the White House and you're saying this is unbelievable. <laughs> uh I don't know how we went from that. That's kind of a well, we, I mean, well, <laughs> strange world. I would almost say that. You know, well, I know that if I would have been in a good financial position when I beat Mark Hunt, if I would have not, if I'd have still been a millionaire like I was before my ex-wife ruined everything, I thought about retiring after that and being like, oh, I guess we'll never know how good I could have been, but I just beat one of the best fighters in the world. I'm undefeated 12-0, you know, or whatever. I actually thought about doing that because I was like, I knew I had trained with really good dudes, dude. I knew I was never going to be the heavyweight champ of the world. Like when I get beat up by Jake O'Brien in training and he gets finished by Cain Velasquez in 90 seconds. I'm like, I'm probably not beating Cain Velasquez in a fight. You know what I mean? Like, I had, a, I, I mean, was pretty Don, sure. I mean, Don Fry, I would almost say to your thing that Trump winning would be more on the par of Jake Paul because he's not, he's not a politician. Like, I'm not saying what he was good or bad. I'm not putting down Trump or I'm not praising him. I'm just saying that, like, basically, this guy is, like, winning in a sport. And he's not actually fighting anybody who does the sport. Uh, but everyone is talking about him. It, it's it's kind of it's amazing, really, man. If you think about it, it's an amazing story. Like it absolutely is. Like, but I mean, eventually- yes, it's just terrible for legitimate sports, right? It, it is right. I mean, it's 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 other than the fact. Okay, that- okay, okay. Well, let's go to uh, the the guy who's a male swimmer beating the women. Then let's do that. <laughs> Fuck. The transgender. That, that's, that's okay. That's okay. No, it's not okay. That's not okay. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying any of this is okay. I'm saying it's it's pretty incredible and unbelievable uh, that this guy is going to make all this money as a boxer, goes around thinking he's an amazing boxer, has a large percentage of people fooled that he's a great boxer, but we never know how good he is because he doesn't actually fight anybody who boxes. <laughs> Because we, we really have no idea how good this kid is. Like, no idea. I mean, because we he's not fighting anyone that boxes for a living. You know, even when they talk about him fighting Canelo, Canelo is what, 145 pounds, 147? He's not very big, right? No, but if he fights Canelo, I would be shocked if it goes more than one round. Yeah, Canelo should murder him, but if he also has 70 pounds on him, that does make a difference. If he's walking in at 220, I don't know how big Canelo is. Uh, like, I really don't. I literally don't know if he's um, – but I thought he was 147, 152, something like that. Like, I mean, I he's got good – Jake Paul has good trainers. And they're – and they're, I mean, they're teaching him how to set up things, how to how – to, how to, oh, oh, it's set up all right. What, what combinations? <laughs> <laughs> it's setting it up all right. Teaching yeah. him what combinations to throw. A lot of these UFC guys have no, they're not, in, they're not boxers. They, they don't know how to flinch. They don't know. I mean, they're also doing also bad habits of Woodley's fucking guarding his legs because he thinks he's going to get kicked and then he gets punched in the head. Right. So can, there's nothing that Canelo will have not seen before. In fact, Canelo will cause Jake Paul to go into a trap real early and just get knocked out real quick. It'll be like him winning would be as crazy as a terrible UFC fighter becoming a super famous stand-up comedian. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> like Brandon Job. That's what I'm getting at. I almost think it's like nobody CM- put that together. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like if CM Punk would have brought in people that weren't fighters, I just beat the living shit out of them before he got to the UFC. <laughs> Can you imagine CM Punk would have came in and ran through the UFC? Just whipped that on his ass. That's what I'm saying. Is that CM Punk 
But if, but what he's doing essentially is with CM Punk being a bunch no. of doctors in MMA, no. right? And, and then saying I'm the greatest fighter in the world, but never actually going into, the, into MMA. I mean, the nobody- one thing, the only thing Jake Paul, Jake Paul is good at is picking guys that make for a great, you know, event that don't make for good fighting, but make it look like it. Make it look like it. I know, but Nate, I don't think people are going to be. Are, are people going to be sold on Nate Diaz winning? I'm telling you, the Nate Diaz thing will never happen. Why? Because he's not going to agree to take a dive. He's going to want to actually go in there to win, and they'll find some excuse to fucking call it off. If if the Diaz fight happens, it will probably be Jake Paul's last fight. I would guess his plan on his life. He has a plan on doing this for a career. He's going to milk this for all it's worth. But he knows Diaz will beat him. I mean, most likely anything can happen, but he knows Diaz will beat him. And I think that'll be like his one, like, but it's a huge payday. Him or McGregor, if McGregor can get out of his contract, which it doesn't look like he can, but if you could make 50 million on it, who cares if you win or lose, you know? Yeah, but Diaz, but Diaz has been training boxing for MMA and has been doing all kinds of other stuff and has all this mileage on him. Whereas yeah. Jake Paul's doing nothing but doing straight up boxing for four years. Yeah, but Diaz has also been boxing for 20 years too. So, I mean, that's a, he, and, they say he goes, uh, what's his name? Said he, he, Andre Ward said he can hang with him. He can hang with Andre that Ward. Eight years ago, though. That was eight years ago. Nine yeah. Years. I mean, we saw Holyfield get demolished by uh, Vitor. Yeah, but he was 62 or something. Like that. <laughs> so, Peter yeah. Belfort, Peter Belfort was old. He was 45 and he's fighting somebody 20 years older than him. So, I, I can't know. even, I can't even, guys. I don't want to talk about this anymore. All right. Okay. What do you got? Look, neither up? can Don. Don can't stand it either. Look at him. Don's like, wake me when, wake me when there's a new president. Don, didn't you fight a bear one time? No, that was my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> they took a bear. They took a bear to the circus to wrestle Don. By the no. way, Bob's. Meanwhile, Sean, you told me that Bob Sapp had three months to live. Right. That was like six years ago. That's what his friend told me that he was dying and he was slowly giving all his money away. And he's got a Bob Sapp's an awesome dude, man. I love that dude. He's I talked to him. ripped yeah. right now. He's in the best shape of his life. And he doesn't agrees. lift weights, does not touch a weight. So what is he doing? Dude, he is Bob Sapp is he's got his master's in pharmacology legitimately, not just street pharmacology. He has his master's in it. He is on the cutting edge of he's a bright dude, man. He's smart. Um he um he goes to Thailand and he gets like stem cells. He gets uh, these peptide things. Like he's told me all the time, he'll go. He'll take me to Thailand and get my back fixed. He said, "I'll get your back fixed. You go to Thailand with me." I'm just a little bit afraid to go to Thailand with Bob Sapp. I don't know why. Just a little bit. Sounds a little bit. When I was in Japan with him, he took his shirt off. We walked out of the building. He takes his shirt off and just starts walking down the street, laughing, going ha ha ha. And we had like it was like Godzilla was coming down the street the other way. We had thousands of people coming toward us. That by no means was a slant toward Asian movies, but no, like thousands of uh, Asian people running toward us. They were going crazy. It made me nervous, man. Like it really, like they are, he's such a big star over there. They were grabbing us, like jumping, taking pictures with us, all this and that. Nobody knew who I was. They just knew I was with Bob Sapp. But um, I remember when he called and said it was like a kidnapping or something. And like, yeah, he was like, they were accusing him of kidnapping. And he was like, I kidnapped somebody, but it was somebody else. It's not right. what they were talking about. When the one I did was as a joke. And he was laughing at all the wrong moments. He was laughing. Yeah, he was laughing at stuff that was completely not funny. (laughs) He is, dude. He's surprisingly, he's one of the people, he is so smart, it would shock you when you talk to him. He is a really smart dude, man. Really, really. I I know he's a really nice guy with a really great sense of humor. I do know that. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Greg, what do you got coming up? 
This weekend, I'm in Dallas, Texas at TK's Comedy Club in Addison. So join me there. I'll be there Thursday through Sunday. And then the following week, Friday through the following, like, like, I'll be there for like a week and a half. I'll be in Las Vegas first at the Dirty at 1230. And then the next week, I'll be there all week for the uh, L.A. Comedy Club. I'll be headlining the L.A. Comedy Club at the Strat. So back in Vegas for like a week and a half, the 11th. It's like the 11th through the 20th. I'll be in Las Vegas for nine fucking long days. Uh, So that's what I have coming up. And also Morrow Bay down there in like central California. I'll be coming to the Saturday right after Thanksgiving. I'll be doing a show there at, uh, I believe it, at the theater there in Morrow Bay. Be be careful in Vegas, Greg, please. Oh, I will. I will. I I just, it's just a long time to be on the road. Yeah. December 3rd to the 10th. I will also be in Vegas at the LA Comedy Club. I'll be there the whole whole fight week. Uh, Sean, what do you got? Uh, I'll be in Germany that week. Otherwise, I probably would have came to Vegas with you guys. But I, I do want to warn Greg, not about Vegas, but about uh, Dallas is where Schaub shot his uh, his last special, which I've heard nothing but great things about. I heard he killed uh, in his last special. I think it's got like a 1.6 on IMDb or whatever. Um, but also, uh, be careful, Greg, because he referred to the Dallas crowd as you Mexicans the entire time during his specials. Like, listen, you Mexicans crack me up. Uh, Mexican women, hey, like he's, he, he thought he was in Mexico. He kept saying, like, you Mexican, you guys, I'm married to a Mexican. I'm like you guys. I know how you Mexicans are and just over and over well, again. He thought the crowd didn't speak English, which is why they weren't laughing. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you get a chance, definitely, it's Gringo Poppy. Definitely don't watch it if you get a chance. That's a special. <laughs> if I get a chance, I'll be sure not to see that. Yeah, Don, what do sure. you got coming up? It's going to be the biggest uh, week of my life. I'm about to sign. Um, oh, shit, how do I say this? I'm about about to sign. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> was that on purpose? I don't even know that was even on purpose. Yeah, he said he's about to sign off. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm about to sign off because he's like, I'm going to be laying here for the next week recovering. So he's such a legend. All right, you guys. I love it. Biggest week of my life. <laughs> I love you guys. I'll talk to you guys soon. Hey, man. Uh-